need to evolve. Uh, you need to be able to find a way to communicate sustainability in what you do. Uh, you also need to own the goals or your roadmap, uh, and you need to find your roadmap towards sustainability. And uh, with the roadmap also comes uh, things to be able to quantify and measure your sustainability work. Uh, this is easier said than done, but there are uh, tools out there which can help you with this. Welcome to Speed of Life and this special episode. Here we will focus on our needs in order for us to be successful in our pursuit in showcasing that we have a world-class ecosystem for life sciences. Hello to all the listeners of this special edition episode in which you will get to learn more about us working at Stones Life Science and about some of our current focus areas. In this episode, we will meet my fantastic colleague, Fanny Blom, who mainly focuses on the emerging area of sustainability and sustainable development in the field of life science. Uh, I'm happy to have you here today, Fanny. Welcome. Thank you. Would you please introduce yourselves to our listeners? I will do. My name is Fanny Blom, as you said earlier, uh, and I'm a project manager here at Stones Life Science. I've been here since last year, and before that I completed my studies as an agronomist at the Swedish University of Agriculture here in Uppsala. Uh, and that's why I also moved here to Uppsala. I'm from Värmland, and that might he- you might hear that in my accent today, but I will try to uh, keep it away. Uh, yeah, and my focus is sustainability and sustainable development among our uh, actors in the ecosystem here in Uppsala. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? What is sustainability and sustainable development? In well, it's uh, well, it's a very broad uh, topic or field. Uh, but for me, it includes three dimensions of sustainability, which is economic, ecological, and social aspects uh, or perspectives of sustainability. These dimensions uh, are we also see them in Ag- Agenda 2030, which are the largest largest agreement uh, among uh, countries in EU and the world uh, which has combined um, goals and topics uh, that we are to work on uh, until 2030. Uh, And all these indicators and goals are to be followed up so that we we reach the ultimate goal which of course is uh, a sustainable future. the economic dimension uh, mostly focuses on that we can make a profit or an economic profit without uh, without tampering with uh, the goals of social and ecological aspects so that we don't jeopardize mm. uh, other uh, values when creating economic value. Mm. And the ecological aspect uh, is, of course, the most well-known and the one that we have worked with for the longest time. Uh, and it is based on the natural resources from the earth uh, and involves also climate and other aspects and how we use our natural resources to form uh, services and products that uh, actors uh, and the economy is based on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have the social aspects, uh, which are we humans, which need to be Uh, We need to be healthy, uh, which is a large focus of the life science sector. And we also need to have the the space to be able to carry out our lives and uh, to live a healthy and good 
life where with little stress and uh, um, well, yeah, to live a healthy life basically yeah. is well-being. Uh, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and well-being for everyone uh, within the social spectrum. So that is how I define uh, sustainability and sustainable development. And the sustainable development, well, it is the road where we get towards these goals of Agenda 2030. And we also go towards a more climate neutral uh, aspects. We have uh, such goals as well in Sweden and the world. Uh, So that is sort of how we get there. Um, And how has the field developed over time? Well, it has, as I've mentioned a bit before, it has evolved from, uh, we started with environmental ecological focus, which basically was based on, uh, or now uh, the focus is CO2 emissions. Mm -hmm. uh, And energy uh, has also become a resource that we value highly and water as well. But that focus uh, and pollution, uh, that focus have been with us since, uh, well, the 80s, basically. Mm Uh, and then we switched towards the more sus- where social aspects also were included. So this the CS are emerging in uh, the US. Uh, but now we tend to go towards uh, seeing sustainability as a whole with these all these uh, dimensions and also as humans uh, being um, being something that we need to take into consideration as well as natural resources mm. and our economy, which we have formed. Mm. And how do life science work with this field today? La- the life science sector uh, work with this t- today uh, through the goal uh, three in Agenda 2030, which is basically uh, health, which is the core of all life science companies and actors uh, on the he- whole business. And we have a nat- national roadmap uh, for the transition towards a more green uh, way of conducting business. And the large actors uh, have um, already these roadmaps uh, staked out for them, uh, but they have uh, a harder time uh, um, to do the actual transition towards a more green. Uh, And why is that? It is because they have for so long... um, or the larger companies have been with us for uh, quite some times and they have uh, already a very clear roadmap and they all their processes are based upon a linear uh, um, uh, thinking, not a circular or where you have to re- reuse and um, uh, be resource efficient. They have worked within the climate where uh, sustainability were not included. Uh, so they have a harder time transitioning than the the smaller companies, which are they are fewer people and it's easier to trans do the transition when you are fewer and smaller. But when you say reuse, for me it sounds like something will get cheaper because we can you can use it again and again. Yeah, yeah. Shouldn't that be? Uh, motivation yeah yeah really it should be uh and i think it is efficiency and resource efficiency is the the largest uh, well focus of the bigger companies right now because they have such big processes and if they just tweak and turn in some of uh, their processes they can do a lot of change with that Uh, and that's what we call um in scope one the direct uh the direct 
ways you can change. But then there are also indirect and also outside the business where you need to take action as well and that's uh, harder scope two and three with uh, within uh, the sustainability work okay and what is scope two and three <laughs> <laughs> it's the indirect uh, um, uh, impact that your your um, company or uh, company have on the environment so for example when i'm producing something in another country yeah yeah and you need to, for example, put leverage on uh, um, someone to, if there are child labor, for example, is a clear example where you need to check your factories abroad, for example, for uh, not having that or also contributing to uh, bribes or uh, such things, mm. which are more accepted mm. in other parts of the world than here in Sweden. And handling the waste and these things. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And no pollution as well, not letting out chemicals into the nearest water supplies, for example. Mm. Mm. And why does Stills engage in this in sustainability? Uh, why is it a prioritized area here? We have a unique role in the ecosystem where we can take the systemic uh, point of view or perspective. And we, we have the opportunity to include all dimensions of sustainability in our work, not just the CO2 focus, which uh, most, um, uh, most outside uh, actors work with right now. Uh, and the, we can sort of keep the focus on the main uh, goal or the large goals and try to create uh, platforms where other actors can work with these questions. And we also have a clear clear advantage in our neutrality uh, because we are a foundation we don't have uh, our own agenda our agenda is our foundation's ad agenda uh, and that is a clear strength when working with these questions to be able to see mm, in simple terms the greater good of mm. the question mm. and not mm. only for personal gain or the business gain mm. because our business case is to create a sustainable future it's as simple as that and mm. we want to give our ecosystem actors around us the tools to be able to transform into this uh, sustainable future how it how it may look I it's up to them but mm. we can guide them there mm. so we have a strength um, being neutral and we also are flexible uh, and uh, can act upon the ecosystems um, goals and challenges mm. and also test new uh, new things uh, through our projects which we also uh, work with mm. and what is it that you do <laughs> well i do so many things but um, um, i have the first thing i did uh, at students was to create a baseline or an analysis a report of how sustainability uh, how actors in Uppsala work with sustainability today within the life science sector. And this was very valuable because now I have something to talk about. <laughs> uh, but other than that, we create platforms um, and we create places for network and meetings where uh, actors in our ecosystem can meet and meet these challenges together. Mm. Uh, and this also uh, contributes to uh, knowledge being transformed between different actors, us and other institutions. For uh, for example, the universities have a lot of 
knowledge that needs to get out some way mm. and we try to help that reach the um, reach the broader audience mm. would you give me some examples of what kind of uh, platforms or one platform that I'm working on now is a sustainability network and I'm actually in one and I am uh, running another one <laughs> or testing if it's possible for smaller businesses to also work with in a network form where you together work with sustainability. So for example, then I create uh, meetings and I invite inspiring guests and uh, then the, um, the smaller companies uh, can well gain more knowledge together and uh, challenges can be um, discussed and maybe overcome together mm-hmm. um, and what issues are you passionate about uh, if we haven't already heard that uh, <laughs> through this interview <laughs> yeah, well, what is yeah. your dream state uh, within the field well i'm very passionate about uh, sustainability as a whole and seeing all the dimensions and spreading the knowledge we need to get to that sustainable future uh, and as i've mentioned before we don't really know what is included in this sustainable mm. future yet no one can actually say what's need uh, what needs to be there for us to be sustainable and having uh, a prosperous life here on earth for many uh, years to come but we know that we need to do a- take actions um, towards this goal uh, and uh, some well subfields I am interested in developing now is how dig- digitalization and uh, sustainable development if it is really a, a love match and how they can help each other uh, towards um, the green transition I am uh, really passionate about being proactive in uh, your sustainability work rather than being reactive uh, towards laws and legislations so I try to spread uh, or find examples uh, of um, within our ecosystem where actors are proactive and spread this knowledge and something that is really down to my heart uh, which I'm really passionate about is food I love Mm. food (laughs) and it's my my number one sustainable topic if I could only talk about one topic within sustainability for the rest of my life it would probably be (laughs) food and food which we put in our bodies are very much linked to our health as well so I would uh, like to um, develop how these uh, how food and uh, such things that we put in our bodies except for medicine um, can be more uh, sustainable and how you can think of the patient as a whole and mm. such is topics that I would like to um, uh, well, uh, investigate further mm. uh, within my role here at Stunz. Mm. Uh, and my dream state, of course, is for us to to reach the sustainable future and uh, find what it is uh, for everyone. Uh, so I want to help in that journey mm-hmm. in some way. And what opportunities do you see that working towards a more sustainable development brings to the or could bring to the ecosystem and to the companies and or employees? It, it f- would... Uh, like for attractiveness for a younger professional uh, as myself, um, 
most younger people have some standpoint within sustainability and we have grown up with it uh, um, more or less so it's to be an attractive employee uh, you get that and you also get a competitiveness or an advantage um, i would believe you don't need to be the the best and most sustainable business uh, in whole of <laughs> in the whole world or in, even in Uppsala but you need to work on these uh, questions uh, to be able to well get funding for one new uh, the new EU taxonomy uh, which now is mostly focused on investors and banks mm. and how they manage their funds but it will uh, also have an effect on how you as a company or actor can raise funds mm. uh, and then that will also drive other uh, changes as well. But you need to be proactive in these questions to be able to, well, stay on the right lane of <laughs> not being the worst, but not being the best, mm. but being somewhere in the middle where you can uh, contribute to sustainable development as an actor or business. And what would you say, like, if uh, a small company uh, hears this podcast or mm. reads something about sustainability and... Uh, what should they do? Where can they start? What What's a good start? Is there a good start? There's all, a good start uh, for one is to involve all, all your employees uh, informing what sustainability means for you to sort of put the baseline uh, within your small company. Mm. Uh, you could contact us at Stunts to be able <laughs> to uh, get into networks working with these questions, but mm. to involve and communicate are the and collaborate are the three main things that you can can do but to find your own baseline and what sustainability means for you mm. in your core business uh, is the first step and the most important one as well and you need to be very thorough uh, in this work as well uh, don't just copy uh, another business's sustainability plan or or um, uh, activities uh, look within because you have all the answers you need there mm. <gasps> Yeah, and that's your take-home message. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my yeah. take-home message as well. You need to involve. Uh, you need to be able to find a way to communicate sustainability and what you do. Uh, you also need to own the goals or your roadmap. Uh, and you need to find your roadmap towards sustainability. And uh, with the roadmap also comes uh, things to be able to quantify and measure your sustainability mm. work. Uh, this is easier said than done, but mm. there are uh, tools out there which can help you with this. And also, you I think you need to find collaborations with other actors, parties to be able to uh, really amplify your sustainability work. Due to that, I don't think that anyone, not one actor, not uh, one person have the right answer to what to put in the sustainable future. Mm. We need to collaborate. Uh, and this really sounds like a question or area that you really could collaborate yeah. within. Yeah. yeah, if you are transparent and communicate, I believe that you can get even further and get inspiration of what you actions you can take mm. uh, to be more sustainably um, developed. Uh, and if things... Uh, when you come to this point that things uh, you know about sustainability and your sustainability work uh, start to float together and everything s starts to, well, 
get into a hole, then you're on the right track, I would say. And if there, if you feel hopeless and like no mm -hmm. action is good enough, well, good. <laughs> you're also on the right track. And um, well, if you feel like everything is a hole and you don't know uh, what action is the best to take, then you're on the right track and just keep going. When you don't know where it uh, should start or end or how it's connected. Yeah. yeah. And then that everything <laughs> is connected. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's my work every day. <laughs> you don't really know <laughs> if you're doing the right thing, but the, the, the most important thing is to do something mm. and start with something. someone. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Thank you uh, for this insightful talk about the current state of sustainability within Life Science Today, Fanny. I believe that your work will be valuable for the ecosystem towards a sustainable future and that we all want and must contribute to. So thank you for your work. Thank you for having me. This podcast series is developed and produced by Stens Life Science. Stunz is a foundation creating sustainable growth through private-public collaborations. Thank you for listening and for more information about this podcast and as well as about Stunz, please visit our website lifescience.stunz.se and follow us on LinkedIn where you will find us under our name. <laughs>